Welcome to Diving in the Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling. And I know that we have been gone for a few weeks, but we are back and we are ready to keep doing podcasts <laughs> with you. Um, I appreciate people asking me when I was coming back. And I also appreciate people's patience and kindness and a lot of prayer that um, came my way during a very, it's been a very difficult season of um, walking through some things. And honestly, even doing this podcast today, I have a wad of Kleenex ready because like part of me, I definitely want to share with you the journey that I've been on the last few weeks, but at the same time, it's just very emotional. It's very raw and I feel like many of you have been through what I'm going to talk about today and so you understand um, all the complexity of the situation and then I think there are some that, um, you know, maybe I'll just give some insight on maybe a friend or a family member or something that someone is walking through and I have shared Um, openly about my mom battling stage four cancer and oh it's it's just been such a journey for for our family um and I just thought I didn't even like write out my podcast this is the first time I've never written out a podcast and so it's just gonna be raw people (laughs) it's gonna be super raw and hopefully it all makes sense But as I was trying to like put all my thoughts together and everything, I just felt like just go record. Just as just talk as if someone just said to you, hey, how's your mom? And just talk as if you were answering that question, because that's a lot a a big question I'm asked. Almost every person that sees me in person, you know, hey, how are you doing? And then how's your mom? And so and I feel like I can't really move on to other subjects or other podcasts until I get this off my chest. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just how I'm feeling that I just need to kind of be honest with the the journey of dealing with someone you love so much and um, see, already getting emotional (laughs) and feeling so uh, like it's such murky water. If, if I can be honest, I think situations like this, cancer and illness and it's the water is incredibly murky. It, it, there's not in a clear end in sight. There's, you know, every day it's evolving. It's changing. The water looks different. Um, it's not water that, you know, we say in the beginning of every podcast, you know, let's jump in or whatever. It's not waters that I would choose to jump in at all um I would never push anybody into those waters um and yet it's it's a huge part of a lot of people's lives and a lot of us um of you have dealt with this or are dealing with it or potentially will deal with it somewhere in your future I don't think anybody goes unscathed of not having someone that they love face and maybe it's yourself Maybe you're the one that has faced cancer or is facing that. 
And so um, I'm just going to share. I'm just going to share from my heart because even in the midst of um, such murky waters, there is there is a God who is so near and so um, close. And um, and this is why I didn't want to do this podcast because I just feel like I'm going to cry through the whole thing and I don't want to. And yet it's just, it's emotional. But um, it's been an up and down thing, especially uh, with my sister and I um, really felt like we needed to go see our mom. Um, obviously with COVID and all of those things, there's just so many obstacles and you just getting to, so our mom lives in Canada and, um, specifically by Alberta, which, um, I had to look up because I was like telling people Alberta, I was like, I don't even know where this is. (laughs) I'm booking a flight there and I don't even know where it is. And so I, Definitely, yeah, look that up to to know where it was. But so don't feel bad if you if you are like, I don't know where Alberta is. It's just look at a map and you'll see where it is and then you'll know just like me. Um, but yeah, so um, we were, uh, and I'm just going to say like some of this stuff, like please just, I, I, there's so many different, I guess, opinions on, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated. All right. And I don't really want to get into any of that stuff. But the fact is, um, you cannot travel to Canada without being vaccinated. And actually, the borders have been closed. So you couldn't travel at all. But then they did open up. Um, And so my sister and I saw that as our opportunity to go spend some time with our mom. And it was um, so deep in our hearts. um, The you know, our mom ended up back in the hospital, um, after, and I'm just going to kind of give a little backstory because some people haven't been listening to the podcast and maybe this is your first one. And I don't know if this is the best one to choose to to come in on, but, uh, my mom found out she had, um, actually stage three, uh, colon cancer last year. Um, they removed the mass and, um, fast forward to today, we are at stage four and, um, you have this um, wall inside of your body that holds in all your organs and um, it's called your peritoneal wall. And so now it's um, moved to that wall, which is like basically the cancer is on all of her innards and not a good situation at all. And so, but it seemed like things were, she started chemo. It seemed like things were moving in a better direction. And, um, and so we, we were kind of like, okay, we will do what we need to get do, um, so that we can travel and go see her, um, that required being vaccinated and, you know, you had to have a COVID test. You have to download this app, but they don't make it easy. You have to fill out this whole questionnaire thing, basically saying, um, uploading all your information, your negative COVID test, your vaccine, what is your plan if you get there and you get COVID or if you test to come home and you get COVID. It's intense. I mean, it was overwhelming. Um, that's actually the, the first week I decided not to do a podcast. I literally was like, I can't. I can't even like think straight of all the things that need to be in order. Um to even just get to see my mom and then Alberta went into lockdown 
Um, and so my mom was like, I think, I think I'm okay. Like it's, you know, I think, I think it's not as dire as we thought. And so I think you can wait. And there just was no peace with that decision for my sister and myself. And obviously we were both really praying about it and just asking the Lord, you know, because what if all of a sudden things turned and, and is it, and that's exactly what happened actually is, um, my mom's health quickly turned to a dire situation. Um, her bowels blocked up, which would lead to sepsis and, um, would kill her. And so it was like, she needs this emergency surgery. Um, but surgery with everything that's going on is, you know, we didn't know the outcome of that. And so it's just so many up in the air things. And so the the thing that we had in our hearts of like, hey, we need to be there was right on. We we did need to be there and we needed to go see our mom. And so we plowed through after looking, I mean, just scouring articles and things from the d- different countries of how do you get back into the, so once you get to Canada, how do you get back into the U.S.? Because actually the border is still closed and just so many pieces. Um, someone asked me, are you going to make um, meals for your family while you're gone? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even like, um, it's taking everything. It took me six hours just to get a COVID test and get the results and everything like that. So my family, if they eat cereal for a week, then they eat cereal for a week. Like they're going to be just fine. And <laughs> Although that was Abby's reaction when she found out I was going. She was, at first I thought, oh, she's just going to miss me so much. And she was like, I mean, mom, what are we going to (laughs) eat? Okay, she loves me, but apparently she loves eating more. And so, um, but I've, we've made it to the day we were supposed to leave. Um, And there was just, again, so many things that felt like they were against us. And you know when that happens where you just feel like so many things are coming at you, you kind of think, am I making the right decision? Like, is this a a sign of like, I shouldn't go? Or is this just press through? And, you know, for me personally, it was... I need, I felt this draw the week before I left, just every day. I had been fasting some things. One of them was popcorn. I had not had popcorn in 75 days, people. Like, and I know for some of you are like fasting popcorn. Well, if you are a rolling, you, that's a big deal to fast popcorn. And there were some other things. And um, I just felt like the Lord said, hey, just, I know you're stressed, and I know you're overwhelmed and I know like you feel like you're fighting against some things. So just come sit with me. Just settle. You need to take time and just settle yourself in my presence. And so I just felt a lot of drawing that week just to go and sit at my keyboard and just worship the Lord and just find him in the stillness and in the quietness and in praise and in worship and just found the peace that I needed and the clarity of we had all this pushback of us going, but the clarity to see like God was for us, that meant nothing could be against us and we were going to make it. There was like such a, a clarity of that. Now with going, 
um, my mom ended up in the hospital a few days before we got there and with this dire situation. And so it was like, okay, Lord, I'm going, but I don't even know if I'm going to get to see my mom. Like, am I even going to get to put my eyes on her? And even more so like, I don't know, there's something about when someone is, the future is unknown, those murky waters, like I wanted to touch my mom. And I I don't really know how to even explain that. There was just something about being close to her and being able to touch her. And I, I talked to people that had lost their parents during COVID and they didn't get to see them. And I saw the pain. I saw the heartbreak. And like, I'm like, that could be us. We could lose her and not having seen her touched her. And, and I saw the effect of that on, on friends of mine. And I was just like, okay, oh, I, I don't want that to be the case. And so my church was praying. My sister's church was praying. I had friends praying. We just had so many people praying. And so we got on our flights. <laughs> we showed all of our stuff. I mean, I was literally trembling with each thing because it was just like, is this right? And even the last flight, um, I met my sister and we had our last flight together. And the lady in front of me, her COVID test was off one hour, one hour. And so she was freaking out the lady, you know, checking her in on the plane. I mean, this stuff is just so intense. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've traveled at all, um, because Canada is a, a different country. So it's just different. It's not traveling in the United States, it's traveling to a different country. And just the amount of like, ugh overwhelmed I mean like I felt the lady's pain I just kept praying like Lord please like she needs to make this flight and that I'm checking my um you know which I had checked my times and everything a thousand times and I'm sure she had too that's what was freaking me out and my sister was checking hers and I don't really know what happened in that situation but um my sister and I got on the plane and this was you know little things God just showed in little like in really big ways he showed himself present and in just little tiny details he showed himself present um so we sat down and our seats my sister and I booked completely different tickets we just made sure we were on the same flight our seats were right across from each other I had no one in my row so she was able to scoot over to my row and we were able to sit together that last flight I know maybe seems insignificant, but when you are going through all of these emotions that you're about to land where your mom is and you have worked so hard to get there, you're emotional. <laughs> My sister was emotional. I was emotional. It was like one of the best hugs um, when I saw her in the airport and just being able to like feel like, okay, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there but but also this like tenseness of but we don't know what we're gonna find when we get there and so we land we had rented a car they can and of course you know you have to go through customs and so 
the custom guy and I was just like, okay, Lord, please, please, please. <laughs> I don't want any trouble. They can do random COVID testing, which I'm like, that just takes longer time that I don't get to see my mom. If I get to see my mom and um, the customs guy, he's like, so, you know, why are you coming into Canada? And I was like, my mom has cancer. <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, I'm so sorry. And he stamps my thing and I go. And then my sister is at the counter forever. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going to give her a hard time. No, we are here. We are supposed to be here. He needs to let her go in Jesus' name. <laughs> and she comes in. I'm like, what? is everything okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, we were just talking. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're giving me a complete heart attack. And um, But it was totally fine. And we even found favor with the car guy. Like, they charge you 10 extra dollars, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but the car is kind of a lot of money, which actually I just realized I did not pay my sister for the car yet. <laughs> I need to do that. Shannon, if you're listening, I'm going to pay you. Um, but we were, he was like asking us what we were doing in Alberta and we were asking him with the lockdown, what were you allowed to do and stuff? And he, asked, you know, we told him about our mom and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to waive the extra fee. You guys just go see your mom and I just hope everything's okay. And Little things. Got in the car with my sister. I realize I've not driven with my sister. I don't know the last time I drove with my sister, actually. It's probably been 30 years. Yeah. After the first time she drove, if she's listening, she's probably not going to be happy with me. Um, I, I drove the rest of the time. I will just say that. I willingly drove the rest of the time. <laughs> but um, we got a message from Will, my mom's husband, and he said, come to the hospital. And we're like, oh, my goodness. I think we might be able to get to see mom. And so we went to the hospital, and Will said, you know, just wait outside. It was, And let me just tell you another thing. I feel like God gave us the weather of all weathers. Like, it was for us. Do you, have you ever had something happen and you're like, that was for me. Like the God made the weather in Alberta, Canada. It's actually Red Deer is where she lives. In Red Deer, Canada, which is in Alberta, specifically for us. I have no doubt. I mean, somebody else probably thinks it was for them. It wasn't for them. It was for us. <laughs> it was probably for all of us, whatever. But... um. They had been having terrible, nasty weather. And on that day that we landed, 77 degrees, beautiful, sunny, 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 warm. And so Will was able to bring my mom out in her wheelchair. They let her come out of the hospital and sit with us in the garden. And I cannot even begin to explain to you how incredible it was for my eyes to just physically see my mom like I love that we have all of this technology that we can FaceTime and everything but nothing nothing is in the place of like physically being in the same space um, as someone else and especially my mom my sister and myself being together after 21 years like We've, we have not had that moment in 21 years. And all of a sudden, we were experiencing that moment. And my mom was just so happy. And um, 
Will put a jacket on my mom and he let us hug her. (sighs) That's, you know, you think, okay, I'm going to hug her. I'm going to be strong. Well, the minute that I just felt, um, see, I've been doing pretty good. Um, oh, my mom's arms was just, I would have flown, um, anywhere, literally anywhere for that moment, because it wasn't just a hug. It was an answer to prayer. It just, the whole being with her was an answer to prayer. Hugging her was an answer to prayer. Um, just the most precious day, just beautiful, stunning in every way. I mean, God showed up and he didn't just show up. It was like he showed off. I mean, has God ever done that where he just showed off for you? And that was the moment for me where it's like, okay, God, you are just showing off now and I'll take it. (laughs) I will drink in um, this moment and um, yeah, and good conversation, hard conversation of the reality of the situation, but good, just so good. And uh, that night I actually, um, so in, in Canada or where my mom is right now at their hospital, you can have two people, um, with you and Will is my mom's husband, but you can have one other person, but you cannot go back and forth with other people. It has to be the same, um, person. And so they put my name on there But when we got in there, they didn't even have my mom on the right floor. They didn't have her name in the book, which was really weird. But um, which I saw a very feisty side of my mother came out (laughs) in that moment. And you know what? And again, here's another moment where God just was so good. Um, He goes before us, right? And so many times during this trip, he went before me. Um, so they asked me, have you traveled in the last 14 days? And I said, yes. And they were like, oh. And they were about to say, well, you cannot go into her room. And I said, and, and also I feel like, you know, like the Lord, the Holy Spirit just speaks to your heart. And like before I knew it, I out of my mouth came, I have my vaccine card. I just had a COVID test. I can show you all my stuff. And they were like, oh, okay, get your stuff out. Let us see it. And they let me up to her room, even though I had traveled. And so even that was just a blessing. I got to sit with my mom for a couple hours. And uh, it was just, if I would have only had that, it would have been enough. It, it exceeded my expectations. It exceeded my prayers. And yet the next day, uh, my sister and I, it was colder that day. And so Will sat my mom inside of the car in the parking structure. And so we had little um, camping chairs outside that we were sitting in. And <laughs> it, I got a picture because it was funny. And just more good conversation. And then my mom got tired. So my sister and I went and ate. And then we went back to the hospital because we were going to do that again. And Will's willing out my mom and he says um run and we're like what and he's like run run to your car 
Well, my mom and Will live in an apartment about three minutes from the hospital. And so when he said, run to your car, he said, we're going to the apartment. Now, I'm not going to lie. I freaked out because I'm thinking he's stealing my mom from the hospital. <laughs> Literally. And he's like, they're not going to know where she is. And my mom and Will had just gotten this new apartment and she wanted to show us. And she she was just so excited about it. And so she wanted to be the person to show us. And um, so we did. We went to their apartment and we took a tour and sat. My mom wanted me to sit in her favorite chair. And it was just some precious laughs and conversation and all of that um yeah they and then finally Shannon and I were like okay you need to take her back to the hospital because if they come looking for you and you're not there then uh that's probably not good and so he he did and then so the next day was actually a Sunday and um, we went to my mom's church. My mom really wanted us to experience things, um, her life, which I understand because obviously just us being there was and the time being with her, but there was time she was very tired. Um, and so we, she wanted us to see her church, which we wanted to see, you know, we wanted to see her life and the people surrounding her. And so we went to church. We had another good time out in the parking lot with my mom. The sun was out, so she got to be in the sun. And then um, she has a small group. And I just want to give like such a plug for life groups or small groups or whatever you call them. Man, are they powerful. Um, because so I didn't know we didn't know anybody in my mom's small group. But What's so beautiful about the body of Christ is you don't have to know everybody in order to be connected. We had my mom and Will in, you know, that connection. But even without my mom and Will, just the kindest people. And so we went to this small group and they were just lovely, lovely people. And we sit down and Will walks in and he goes, they're going to do a surgery right now. Which honestly threw me off. Like it hit me like a truck because the reality of, okay, she needs a surgery to stay alive, but she could die during this surgery. There was just so many elements to it. And um, it just, I don't know. Again, it just, we couldn't be at the hospital and I... I literally felt myself, and how to explain it, I don't know, but I felt myself unraveling, like kind of felt like I was just going to melt into a puddle on the floor because I didn't know what to do with my emotions. And honestly, going through this without my husband and my kids was very, very hard. Um, I know my sister felt the same We thank goodness we had each other for sure. But I mean, it's just, it, it was hard not having our spouses and our kids there next to us. Um, but I don't, so when I started the podcast, I said the week before I traveled 
God just kept calling me into worship. Just come worship with me. Just come find peace in me. And so in this moment, when I just felt so much emotion and just like I lost my footing, um, there was a guy there and he started playing the uh, guitar and he said, let's go into worship. Oh, how good is God? You know, just the very thing that had prepared me for this trip was the very thing that he was going to use to give me footing, to, to not feel like a mess. I mean, I was bawling my eyes out. Those poor people were probably like, but you know what? My mom is a crier. So sorry, I have to blow my nose. (laughs) Honestly, They were probably like, okay, this is Pam's girls. (laughs) Her daughters are crying. That's Pam's girls for sure. But just what that time of worship, it just restored my soul. It just gave me the footing I needed. It gave us assurance that God was in control. And um, so we worshiped. And then they were so, so kind and just began to share with us Um, They prayed over us. They prayed over my mom. They prayed over Will. Um, They shared stories of like what my mom meant to them, my mom and Will, and how they had touched their lives and how they had been used to be a part of their lives. And, you know, it was just so beautiful to just be infused with these stories of who our mom was to them and to see the impact that our mom has had, and um, the love that this group had for our parents was just such a special, special gift. And it we were, it was funny because after church, I said to my sister, I said, I take a nap after church. <laughs> I don't really want to go to the small group. Like I know mom wants us to go, but I just really want to go take a nap. I'm exhausted. I'm mentally, I'm physically exhausted. And God was like, no you you that's what you think you want but right now I know what you need and what you need is to be around believers let me just say encompass yourself with believers so that when you are walking through what feels so hard you can just be lifted up you know we we need people when our arms are when we can't stand up, we need people. And so if you're if you're a loner, stop it. <laughs> Let people come and, and be used to lift you up and, and in turn you to be used for them because it's powerful. There's power in the body being together and to be able to lift each other and and work overtime when a part of the body is not able to function like they're supposed to. Um, it's beautiful. And I got to experience that. And, uh, you know, things work a little differently, um, in Canada or at this hospital. And we didn't have news of, uh, the surgery and what they found or anything like that for like a, till the next afternoon, which I'm just going to be honest, was very unsettling. It was very difficult to focus. I had to, drive an hour away and this is another thing God what 
okay, so I had to get a COVID test to fly back into the United States. And so no matter what, you have to have a test. So I kept looking on all these websites and trying to find a place that could do a test because you're given a certain amount of hours that you have to have the test and to make sure you have the right test because it was a different test to get into Canada but can be a different test to get into the United States. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like so overwhelming. And so I... I literally looked at my phone. I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm so frustrated. I don't know what's happening with my mom. I am tired of all this stuff. And literally, as I say in my mind, I'm done. One of my mom's best friends texted me and said, did you find a place to get your COVID test? And I said, I'm so frustrated. I don't know where to go. And she sends me a link immediately. Like literally, I'd spend an hour looking for a place. Sends me a link tells me what to do I sign up and I have a test for the next day um and I just felt like and then she texts me back and says well there's a place closer and I'm like oh well maybe I should just do the closer one again God leading guiding and knowing what I was he went before me and I couldn't get on to the other link and finally I just released it and I said Lord I don't know which place I'm supposed to go to get this test which I know you may think that seems silly, but I just prayed about it because we can pray about anything, even a stupid COVID test. And I just said, Lord, I don't know where I'm supposed to go, but make it clear. And I could never, ever get on the website for the one closer. So we drove the hour, hour and a half to get the test done. On the way back, Will says, hey, can you come up to the hospital? And I say, yes. And I try to get into the hospital. This is how God went before me. And they say to me, have you traveled in the last 14 days? And I said, yes, I have. And they said, oh, I said, I have my vaccine card and I just had a COVID test a couple hours ago. I have the results. She said, let me see your results. I showed it to her. She said, okay, you can go up. Like, I, as I was walking up the stairs, I was like, Lord. And my sister even said, she said, maybe you got your test done today because you're going to need it. You're going to need it to get into the hospital. Um, I did. <laughs> they were not going to let me up. And yet God went before me. He showed me where to go get a COVID test. Don't tell me God doesn't care about the simple things like a COVID test. He cared about it to make sure I had the right one so I could get in more time with my mom. Now, this is the funny part because when I got up to my mom's room and if she listens to this, she's not going to appreciate this, but my mom was high. <laughs> I mean, okay, not high, like, but she was high, loopy. I don't know what the right word is, but they had given her three things of medication and her body had not absorbed them. And all of a sudden her body did absorb them. All three of the times they'd given her medicine and she it was fun <laughs> she doesn't say she's gonna kill me but it was great and um the next day you know uh also got to see see her we got to meet her women's bible study group my sister and I got to lead worship we haven't sang together in I think it'd been oh 20 something years since we had sang together um 
we got to share, we got to meet the women that my mom gets to pour into and they poured into us. And I'm going to share some more about that in the next podcast because there's some specific things that I wanted to talk about. But I want to share one last part on this journey. And that is um, the last day I um, was going to get to go to the hospital for the day because I was leaving the next day. And so um, Will said, you know, why don't you come up and spend, you know, time with your mom? And it was weird because as I was walking into the hospital, I just felt like the Lord, you know, I'm not about reputation, 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 is that the right word? Um, but I thought of a prayer. I The Lord's prayer came to my mind. And at first I was like, the Lord's prayer, you know, I can pray my own, you know, personal thing. And it just felt like the Lord said, no, pray it. And so I did as I was like walking through the hospital, as I was going up the elevator, as I was, um, they were doing some stuff on my mom that I needed to wait to go into her room. And so I just recited it. And I, you know, I said it with conviction, not just, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall, it was like, um, you know, personal. I made it personal. And wouldn't you know, I sit down, um, I've been reading a book by David Crowder called Praise Habit, Finding God in Sunsets and Sushi. And the chapter I open up is the Lord's Prayer. And he kind of dives into it and um, he rephrased a part of it. He said, and I just was saying Psalm 23 a few seconds ago. I'm sure some of you caught that. I was saying the wrong thing. Um, But our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so he takes that phrase and he said, you know, let's rephrase our Father who art in heaven. And let's rephrase it to our Father who is closer than the air I breathe. And he just rephrases the prayer. And it, it was crazy to me how God put that on my heart, knowing I was going to read a chapter about that prayer and it was going to become personal and it was going to be what I needed to ingest before walking into my mom's room and spending the last day with my mom. It was, I just love how God is intentional with us. We've talked about that in past podcasts, but he never, it never gets old, his intentionality with us. It was like, today you're going to need an extra infusion. And here it is. And he gave, he served it up on a silver platter for me to, to dine on, to ingest before I walked into a very emotional day. Saying goodbye to my mom was really hard because, again, the water is murky. We don't know. We don't know. God does, but we don't know. But the thing that I walked away with, I literally, I've never, we said see you later. (laughs) Um, But... One of the questions I asked my mom, I said, Mom, are you scared? She said, no. I have peace. 
Whew. Peace is that peace that passes all understanding. You know, and I I knew it was true because on that last day, my mom wasn't awake very much. She was just, wasn't a good day. And I've talked to you, I think this is getting really long, but I talked to you about my mom, about writing in your Bible. And I've made that personal to leave something for my kids, my words, my thoughts, along with what God has to say. And I got to sit there and read my mom's Bible and read her jottings, her personal thoughts, and she's at peace. And that gave me peace. It also made me realize that how I approach this journey is going to really affect my children. My children, I'm watching my mom of how she's walking through this, but my children are watching me and how I'm walking through this. And it, I got home and I saw this bit by Priscilla Shire and she talks about how having a peace when her mom was passing away from cancer and how she wanted her kids to be able to tell her grandkids, you know, I watched my mom walk through watching her mom die and the peace that she had. And I had a conversation with both my girls and I said, they said, mom, how are you doing? I said, I'm at peace. I have peace. And my daughter Amanda said, then I have peace. You know, walking through these journeys isn't just about us. It affects more than us. I don't know the end of this journey. And there's things that are really personal that I just can't really even talk about right now because I definitely would not be able to say another word. But there's peace that passes all understanding. And the verse that I'm going to wrap up with, because this has been a really long podcast, this is probably why I don't just talk randomly because I'll go way too long, is in Psalm 23. And it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I don't know what you're facing. I know I'm facing a lot. My family's facing a lot. But I'm going to hold on to that. That even though I walk through a valley of the shadow of death. I have nothing to fear. And I can have peace. In the midst. Of it all. That's my story. (laughs) That's the journey I'm on right now. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your love. And if I can reciprocate that for you, for something you're walking through, if you're walking through a valley of the shadow of death, I want to reciprocate that to you because I know how much it's meant for me. We're diving into waters that we don't always, we can't see the bottom. But that's okay because he gives peace. And he'll get us exactly where he needs to get us. He'll be before us, behind us, around us, and surround us. I love you, and thanks for listening.